Everyone, welcome to the show. So you guys have probably all seen the news by now that Republicans in the Tennessee House, drunk with power, expelled two Black Democratic members. There were three Democrats at risk of being expelled, but one was white. So I figured that she was safe. And sure enough, they booted the two young Black men and they kept the white woman. And their crime, the reason for their expulsion and for disenfranchising their thousands of voters was that they stood up for children and parents who are terrified and who are sick and tired of the government doing nothing to stop violence in this country, to stop gun violence in this country. Worse yet, they're actively working in this state and other red states like this to get more guns in the hands of people that should never have a weapon. And then they block legislation that might prevent someone with mental illness from obtaining a weapon. That was the case just weeks ago in this state, in Tennessee, when a woman was able to legally purchase numerous weapons. This was even though she was being treated for a mental health issue. Her family said she shouldn't have weapons, but in the state of Tennessee, they have very lax gun laws and they even allow for open carry. So you have no idea who the good guys are with guns and who the bad guys are with guns. It, so she broke into a Christian school. I'm sure many of you know this. She had multiple weapons, hundreds of rounds. She shot and killed six people, three of which were nine-year-old babies, nine-year-old children. So the public was rightfully outraged, and yet these three Democratic lawmakers were silenced. If they tried to speak on behalf of their constituents, they said their mics were cut off. And the Republicans made it absolutely clear they had no intention of doing anything to try to stop the next mass shooting. So along with their constituents, these three Democrats took to the floor of the state house. They had bullhorns and they chanted they wanted change. That's it. There were no officers beaten with flagpoles, table legs, bats. You know, police officers weren't tasered until they had heart attacks. Officers weren't sprayed with bear spray or kicked and choked and crushed. There were no broken doors, no broken windows. Feces wasn't smeared on the walls. There was no urine in the hallways. Gallows weren't erected outside. No one chanted to hang the Speaker of the House or any other elected official. But these racist, radical Republicans tried to equate the actions of these three Democrats with the January 6th insurrectionists and terrorists, which tells us that their heads are so far up Tucker Carlson's ass that they could literally tickle his tonsils. So they voted to expel the two black representatives, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson. However, Jones and Pearson are being reinstated. Actually, one of them was already reinstated today because the governing body in that state appoints who their replacements will be. So one of them's already been reinstated. The other one will likely be reinstated on Wednesday. So all these racists did was to elevate this conversation and this issue to the national level. 
And all they did was to make these three people, especially these two young men, into heroes. So I thank House Speaker Cameron Sexton and the rest of these racist SOBs. And they did something else, too, with these repugnant actions. They exposed the hypocrisy and the vile behavior in the Tennessee body. Because one of the reps who was expelled pointed out all of their dirty deeds, all of the dirty deeds of the Republican representatives who were never expelled for far more egregious actions. And the Washington Post did an expose about this. So let's go through the list, shall we? In 2018, Republican David Byrd, spelled with a Y, was accused of sexual assault by three women. And in a recorded conversation with one of those three women, Byrd said, quote, I wish I had a do-over because I promise you I would have corrected that and that never would have happened. In 2019, the Republicans twice blocked resolutions to remove Byrd from that house. And House Speaker Cameron Sexton told the press that they allowed Byrd to remain in the House because, quote, you have to balance the will of the voters and overturning the will of the voters. So the will of the voters, I guess, matters if it's a white male Republican. But the will of the voters does not matter if they send a black man to, ha to the House. Byrd remained in that body. He remained a sitting member in that state legislature until January of this year. Remember, he was accused in 2018. Five years they allowed his sexual assaulting accused ass to remain in that body. Next up, former Speaker of the House, Glenn Casada, also a Republican. In 2019, Casada stepped down as the speaker after it was revealed that he, quote, encouraged or approved of his chief of staff making disparaging and sexual comments about women, including interns and a lobbyist. However, Casada remained in the legislature, so he stepped down as the speaker, but remained as a member of the House. And in August of 2022, the Department of Justice charged him with money laundering, wire fraud, bribery, and kickbacks concerning federal funds. Despite those very serious federal charges, Casada was allowed to finish out his term. So he, too, left in January of this year. In March of this year, in a committee hearing, Republican Paul Sherrill posited the idea of hanging by a tree. That's a quote, hanging by a tree as a punishment for crimes committed in one of the most racist states with a massive history of racism and slavery and hangings. In 2021, another Republican, Justin Lafferty, defended the fact that Black people were only counted as three-fifths of a human being. He said it was a, quote, bitter, bitter pill that was necessary to end slavery. Really? Neither of those two men were even reprimanded from the way it sounds. Another incident in 2019 involved Republican Rick Tillis. 
he was caught authoring an anonymous Twitter account where he was sharing information about what was going on in the House when this information wasn't yet made public by the legislature. He also talked shit about other lawmakers and their staff. He was sharing gossip about what was going on behind the scenes. And because Tillis was suspected by a lot of the people in the House, someone went in and urinated all over one of his office chairs. And then even when Tillis was exposed as the Twitter user, he remained in the House until he lost his primary in the election in 2020. So he remained. The person who pissed on his chair remained. So, yeah, this was race-based because the good old boys in the South still believe that Black people need to know their place. They have no right to speak up. White men can allegedly sexually assault multiple women. Do whatever the hell they want. That's okay with them. But a Black person who speaks up for themselves, who talks back, who doesn't kowtow to the white massa? Oh, no. You know, they have to know their place. That can't be allowed in Tennessee. This was 100% about race. And don't even get me started on the January 6th bullshit. These people want to compare videos of these three members standing there yelling through a bullhorn because children died because they actually dared to give a damn that three children are dead on top of the how many other thousands that have been murdered in this country because of the Republicans being so in bed with the NRA that, you know, they should be paying them alimony. Seriously? Oh, I'll show you some freaking videos of what a real insurrection looks like. These people are in their little bubble, their little racist Fox News white fright bubble. They have no clue how they're being perceived by the rest of the country. Something tells me, though, that the younger generations are going to make them acutely aware of how they're being perceived. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please donate if you can. Love you all. Take care, and I'll talk with you soon.